And welcome to The Real Money Show, the number to begin investing, which you should, one eight seven seven eight silver Make sure you stop by, get the Investor Kit and the Precious Metal Advisor. Uh, RealMoneyShow.com, anytime to check shows out online. we got Darren here, Jeremy, and the boss. Uh, Paul is here. Good afternoon, fellas. Darren, uh, you want to kick it off with the, uh, the week that was? The week that was, John, sure. was a topsy-turvy week. We entered the week on Sunday evening in the Asian markets in both gold and silver uh, took quite a dive uh, on Sunday evening, and we thought perhaps weakness might ensue during the course of the week. But on some short covering, we saw a nice bounce. And back here on Thursday, the prices of silver and gold are actually up week over week. So uh, that being said, silver actually dipped into the mid uh, to low 14 range on Sunday evening. Uh, gold actually went below 1150 and um, now back uh, up. Again, gold, as we're taping now, is sitting at about 12 uh, $1,200 an ounce to $1,210 an ounce, and silver is now sitting at around uh, just about the 1650 to 1660 range, so pretty good, and a lot of people didn't even see it come and go. It went that fast, but uh, with that, the news of what is going to be coming is something we'll spend some time focused on over the next couple of uh, sections, but when we saw this happening, uh, what led to it may have been, in fact, some news about the Swiss referendum. For those that don't know, on Sunday, the Swiss voters went to the polls to vote on a referendum that would have changed slightly the course of uh, or makeup of the central bank in Switzerland. And essentially what they were voting on was whether or not to repatriate some of their physical bullion from other places in the world, predominantly the U.S., and in addition to that, to add to their foreign reserves by adding gold bullion. They currently have of their total foreign reserves about just below 8% devoted to physical gold bullion. They were looking to bring it back up to 20%. A lot of people thought in the uh, analysis arena that this was something they would not end up doing. But again, you get people that vote with their money and the technical traders came in. And the second that that referendum didn't pass on Sunday, the markets opened up Sunday evening and that was enough leverage to get the market going in one direction, which was down. Now, that being said, some people took advantage of it, especially on the advice that we gave last week with opportunities that have been very abundant over the course of the last few days, and they got themselves some physical gold and some physical silver. And going forward this week, there was an abundance of price drivers. So this is really an about face. The market looks to have formed a serious bottom. This is something we haven't seen in about 36 months, and that is a significant thing for the marketplace. I have to congratulate all the people that did actually take advantage of the price of silver and gold, which it did fall down Sunday night, that went to our e-commerce store and placed their orders, yep. and we fulfilled their orders at the price when it dropped. Even though the market wasn't trading very heavily, we filled the orders for these people, and so therefore it's a great opportunity when you want to buy to go to Guildhall Wealth, go to our e-commerce store. It's right at the top right, right-hand right corner. Click on. You can buy gold, silver, platinum, palladium. Uh, with a click of a mouse, it's very easy. You can take home delivery, or if you even want to set up a depository account, you can go in and look at the paperwork and store you know, your gold and silver with us. It's very safe, it's secure, it's insured with Lloyds of London, it's segregated, it's allocated to you, we'll even give you the bar numbers. But if you want to buy a small amount, whether you buy, you know, 
five maple leaves so you buy 5,000 ounces of silver you can still do it with a click of a mouse you can book your order book your price and we're happy to fulfill that order for you Canadian Leafs good for a uh, holiday gift too it's just about that time right well yeah we, we, we've had a terrific terrific week actually a terrific month because with every order of 100 ounce bar of a Royal Mint bar of silver we were giving a maple leaf nice and we've continued this till the end of December the offer is still valid and uh, it's a great opportunity. Buy a 100-ounce bar of silver. You get a maple leaf. Give the maple leaf as a present, whether it's a Hanukkah present or a Christmas present. It's a wonderful gift to give. It keeps on giving. one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. Get that uh, precious metal advisor while you're there. It's too. Written by you, Darren, by the way. Pretty some, knowledgeable stuff. Good to have. Some of those articles get out around the world. Yeah, and man. We're, we're happy to do it for people because it's a need-to-know thing. And if you're a subscriber, again, you get that for free. If you're a client, you get that for free. That's something that we certainly love doing. Now, with respect to the week that's going to be coming up, we just saw today, uh, as we're taping the show, that the European uh, Central Bank has decided to keep things in the status quo, meaning they are not going to do any additional monetary easing at this point in time. There is some belief that their uh, economy as a whole is going to continue to stagnate somewhat and perhaps even deteriorate over the next few months. But they have decided not to go ahead with more money printing, which in my opinion is a smart thing. Uh, it means, though, that you are going to see some fluctuations in the euro, and that's a key driver to watch. And we did see this week a continued physical Indian demand for bullion. It was significant, as we expected. We talked about it on last week's show between Jeremy and I, and Chinese demand continues to be very, very robust, making Asia still the title effect in the gold market. Now, on the plus side, the technical picture for precious metals has improved. As I said, a bottom looks to have formed, and it's going to set the tone for the way forward. Now, as I said, the news that should be watched carefully is the euro. It fell back to its last level of support at 123 against the U.S., and will test the Fed and Treasury's desire not to see a strong U.S. dollar. So we're going to see where that's going. Uh, Technically, the U.S. dollar can go up about 20% stronger, and it shouldn't have too much of an impact either way. But it's something that we're watching because it relates very closely to gold and silver. And, of course, if there is any additional quantitative easing that's announced, which we believe there truly will be, then there could be a chance for a significant bump up in gold and silver in the short term. Otherwise, with a formulation of a bottom, we wait for key indicators to take us through the rest of this week. As we get into Monday and Tuesday of next week, if we're holding these price ranges and silver holds above the 1650 level while gold holds above the 1200 level look for gold to lead the way and silver to follow jeremy you know i darren just mentioned uh, india and the buying spree in china as well you know they're awful at making automotive replacement parts but china understands silver and gold they're all over this when are we going to catch up are we going to catch up wake up you know well, there's definitely a, a split between the East and the West in terms of buying physical bullion. We know that since 2008, a lot of central banks have started to buy bullion. And, and in some cases, central banks are trying to repatriate their physical bullion as Venezuela did, as Germany tried to do, and as um, Holland did recently. So we know that, that there is an attempt to acquire the physical asset, but this is also flying in the face of debt creation, money creation, and and basically the free ride. So you've got China, India, all the BRIC nations, Russia buying as much bullion as humanly possible. These numbers are staggering when you compare them to 2007, and we're going to show you those in next week's um, newsletter. So sign up for that, and you'll be able to see those charts. 
but it is a staggering amount of bullion being purchased and not only just by by uh, foreign nations like India and China but also even in North America uh, the the mints sales in the U.S. and in Canada have been astronomical compared to five six years ago. So there are people who are definitely looking at the 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 basic creating money out of thin air on mm-hmm. the computer and saying we don't think that this is going to end well. That this is going to be an experiment that that fails miserably and that they want to protect themselves. And what we find over the last few years is that even though the prices of, of gold and silver are are consolidating right now, people are looking to not just own them because that they could double and triple and quadruple in price, but they want to own them as that insurance policy. They know that they're a store of value. 4,000 years say that they've been a store of value versus you know, fiat currencies do not have a good track record. So when you do your own research, and we encourage everyone to do their own research, these are our opinions. We are happy to own physical gold and silver and sleep well at night knowing that it's in our portfolio. But you, you want to know, you want to go do your own research, feel comfortable with what you decide to do, whether it's own physical bullion or say, no, that's not for me. I'm going to invest in the stock market. The interesting thing, though, John, is that uh, Darren was talking earlier in the segment about the sell-off on Sunday night. We had the American Thanksgiving holiday close Thursday, Black Friday with the shopping. I think they made Black Friday because gold and silver went on sale uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Um, price really got knocked down from 1650 to 1414 on silver, and gold went below around about 1150 from over $1,200. As I said, on our e-commerce site, orders were coming in. We were fulfilling orders. We have a lot of product that we own, we buy, we have inventory. But we place orders every single day for physical product, maple leaves, American silver eagles, gold eagles, and we're back-ordered from the mints themselves. So this tells you what's traded is paper. It's not the physical product. The physical product is not available as readily as pressing a button and selling a piece of paper. Mm. So this is a great opportunity at these prices, silver trading at 1650, gold above 1200 to get in because I feel towards the end of middle of December, end of December, gold and silver is going to move up. And in the new year, I think you're going to see the market really, really turn around. I mean, Europe Druggy just uh, came out and he said, well, we're not going to buy any more bonds. We're not going to do any more, you know, uh, financing of certain inferior products that are out there. You know, the DAX dropped 120 points today. The FTSE dropped 37 points and the CAC dropped, you know, almost 70 points today just on his statement. This guy gives more head fakes and he talks a good talk. You know, his verbiage makes the market go up and down. I feel... And in the opinion of Guildhall is that we're going to get a good move up in 2015. And this is a great time to load up the boat, really get into the market, buy physical, go to our e-commerce store or call if you want to speak to a broker and have that personalized service that's available to you. You can call Darren, you can call Jeremy, you can call myself, you can call Stephen Direct, and we will give you that hands-on service and guide you through owning physical gold and silver and also how to get into invest into natural fancy color diamonds, which 
which we specialize in as well. One eight seven seven eight silver Get that investor kit and sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor at therealmoneyshow.com. Darren, one of the headlines I'm just reading from you now, massive Indian silver imports set for another big record year, right? It's an amazing thing because when you look across the world, we keep touting about how the rest of the world sees silver and gold as a valuable commodity, something to be added to their holdings, and yet here in the West, we don't get it. And I'm sure people are just as frustrated as anyone else when they look at the price and they say, hey, all of this buying happening around the world, and yet we're not seeing the price rise. And that's because the price remains controlled by the paper mechanisms of the markets here in the West, which is a shame and won't be forever. But even within that bull market, there have been cyclical peaks where we've seen silver reach 49 an ounce, now down to around 16 and change. But yes, the Indian market took advantage of it. And uh, with the paper price uh, now pretty much below the break even for the majority of primary silver mining companies, India did import a very massive 1,243 metric tons of Hmm. silver in October alone. And what is quite interesting about this figure is that it comes in at one metric ton shy of the previous record set in May of 2011. And uh, these two records are very interesting because the huge imports in October were a result of a new low price in silver. And while the record set in May took place when silver was at an opposite all-time high, when the price fell like a rock in May of 2011 from 49 after five consecutive basic um, CME group margin hikes and the impact in the paper markets over here in the West, investors in India thought it was a great bargain. So, of course, they were buying, and this is uh, making them one of the largest buyers in the world of raw silver, industrial silver. The U.S. is the only other country that's on par with them, and between the two of them, they account for over 42% of the year's production. So in two countries alone, you have that much silver being bought, We'll talk more about it in the second segment, but it is something that everybody should be aware of because why, if this market was going to go lower and if it was going to fall apart and not continue to be a bull market, would you see continually higher and higher demand for these assets if they were worth nothing? We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Silver Eagle Maple Leaf record sales and Palladium as it has to do with the auto sales. Uh, in the meantime, you want to start investing in one silver Head to therealmoneyshow.com. Make sure, make sure you get on board with the Precious Metal Advisor and grab yourself an investor kit as well. And back with more of The Real Money Show. The number is one silver to start investing right now. Grab an investor kit and the precious metal advisor at therealmoneyshow.com. Darren, I want to get back into this. Before the break, we mentioned uh, Silver Eagle and Maple Leaf record sales. Uh, f- what, five times larger than about six years ago, give or take, seven years ago? It is. And no. again, this comes on the, the, the tail of what we were just talking about before with the Indian silver imports from 2007, which have been dramatically higher. And this year with about an average of about around 500 or so metric tons in the last couple of months between November and December, which they're on course to have, it will be the highest imported amount of silver in the history of India. Don't you find that interesting, though? Gold and silver is such a terrible, terrible investment, yet the U.S. men, Canadian men, are selling out left, right, and center. Hmm. People yeah, can't amazing. buy enough. Well, that's just it. So, in- so what we're getting is headlines, not the facts. Right, but you don't get paid. You don't get paid for giving those uh, facts, right? You get paid for the headlines touting the companies that they support. So why bother? Well, that brings us back to watching the financial shows. I mean, every financial show is all backed by the stock market. Every single ad is somebody selling the stocks. 
you know, at Guildhall, we're into hard assets. We sell gold, silver, platinum, palladium, natural, fancy color diamonds. They are real money. We're going to talk about, even in the next segment, on when we talk about natural, fancy color diamonds, what unbelievable results diamonds are bringing, natural, fancy color diamonds are bringing at auction. But, you know, when you're talking about the the mainstream media financial news outlets, they're they're loving the fact that oil's down. They're loving the fact that the that the, the stock market is up, but you can't have it two ways. You can't say the economy's doing great, but the demand for oil's gone down, so therefore the price of oil's going down. But people are still driving, Jeremy, so the demand for oil hasn't gone down. People should have much more money in their pocket, but they don't have any more money in their pocket because everything else has gone no, up. What, what, so that's what inflation is. No, what I'm saying is the reasoning given for the price of oil going down is a lack of demand. Which means the economy, which means the economy is softening. But do you so you can't have less? you can't have a softening economy with a growing stock market. You can't have it both ways. But I'm so just, they're lying. So so which which side of the mouth are they talking out of? You have but, to you have to make that clarification, and you have to decide for yourself: Is the economy good? Is it not? Is printing going to work? Is it not? Do you live in the bubble or do you not? And this is why many people around the world are making the decision that. Real money, a place to store real physical wealth is the way to go. But as I just said to you, if the price of gas has gone down, are you driving, if you put $100 a week into your car and before it was costing 120 or 125 do you have $20, $25 more in your pocket every week? And the answer is no, because you're paying more for something else. If the price of oil hadn't come down, we would have 15 20% inflation right now, if that makes sense. Well, of course it makes sense because that's where we're heading. I mean, we're going to get there in a roundabout way. And if the economy did actually improve behind the scenes, inflation would already be taking over. But with the cost of oil lower per barrel, this has a lot more to do with the politics of the oil market than it does with the actual reality that we are going to see higher oil prices. The reality is we are going to get there. It's only a matter of time. $60 barrel of oil, take advantage of it while it lasts, drive more, put away it in your... (laughs) In your garage, do something to protect that gas, but the reality is not going to last forever. But when we're getting back to the original point, John, which was the maple sales, mm-hmm. silver eagle and uh, gold Canadian—I mean, silver Canadian maple leaf sales—it's it's, it's outstanding. It's unbelievable to see what's happening in these markets. In 2007, of total uh, of total amount of silver that is consumed on a yearly basis, it is only two percent of those of that uh, amount consumed was represented by silver eagle coins and Canadian maple leaf coins. Now, fast forward to 2014, some seven years later, it is now nine percent of total of total global silver mine supply. And that's huge for us. I mean, to be able to look at that and know that the reality is not just the headlines, which might tout that silver and gold are not great right now or that they've been in a, a downturn for some, you know, two or three years. The reality is that we're going to see a bump up. And if you're on that ride, you're going to make a good chunk of money back. If you've got the right holdings, if you've got physical bullion and you're taking it out of the system so that nobody else can touch it, you You've got a real shot at being able to catch this wave that's going to go higher. Now, that being said, we have touched upon uh, numerous different points, and Paul talked about ownership and how Guildhall does it. Remember, this isn't something you throw 100% of your portfolio at. Take a small portion, somewhere between 5 to 25% if you're an ultra, ultra bull, and 
put it into something like physical gold and silver and a natural fancy colored diamond. There's room in every budget, so long as you're starting at the right point, to get all three assets in there. Maybe you just start with one, but... When you're dealing with a company like ours, it's important to remember and recognize you're not going to get this in a day or two. That's not the way the market works. It works in short bursts where for four or five months, the price will rise, followed by periods of consolidation. It's a long-term hold. You're going to get some opportunities to buy and sell, but don't be thinking of this as the next great speculative play because that's not the way you should think about physical gold and silver. I've always maintained it's better to be one day, one week, one month too early than one day too late. Because when the prices start taking off, people don't buy. They say, I'll wait for it to come off. I'll wait for it to come off. And they miss the boat. This is the time to get into the market. You can buy physical gold, silver, platinum, plating for immediate delivery from Guildhall. You can go to our website, go to Guildhall e-commerce site, click on. With a click of a mouse, you can buy gold, silver uh, instantaneously. We have a special that we ran last month where you bought 100-ounce bar of a royal mint bar of silver and we gave you a one-ounce silver maple leaf. We're actually continuing this to the end of December. It's a great opportunity. Give us a call. Make your first purchase. Get into the game. You will not regret it. One eight seven seven eight silver and the Precious Metal Advisor at TheRealMoneyShow.com. Darren, take us back. I wanted to finish just this discussion of the coin sales because what I wanted to get to, and it's the most important point to make, if... We look at the total overall figures right now and we apply it to just our guild hall sales. We are having trouble getting the supply and keeping the supply. Now, that's with demand coming from 2 to 3% of the population. That's with record sales, and that's something that's happening in many parts of the world. They cannot keep up with the demand and they cannot keep the supply in stock. Now, that being said, what happens if we turn around tomorrow with the mints producing at full capacity trying to get this coinage out to the public and 5 or 6% of the public want silver and gold at a higher price, which is always the case. There are far more buyers, unfortunately, for silver and gold at 10, 20, 50, 60% higher in price than there will be today because then they're thinking they're getting something that's on the move up versus taking value right now and buying. So what happens then? I would like to extrapolate a little and suggest that it's going to explode. And when you cannot get your bullion for four, five, maybe even two months, that's when a true bull market will develop and you will see the blow-off phase of this bull market. And until then, you should be buying gold and silver with whatever extra cash you have. Jeremy. And just to draw the draw a bridge between Paul's thoughts and Darren's thoughts, what Darren's saying is he's following up saying – you know, it is better to be a day early or a year early if that's what it's going to take to make sure that you've started accumulating, that you that um, if you believe like we do that you should be having physical bullion in your portfolio, then you don't wait till the market really starts to take off to start your accumulation. Now, the problem is, is that unlike a, a stock that could return a dividend, gold and silver costs money to store and insure. It's a physical commodity. And some people look at that as a, as a negative thing. Our costs of doing business are less than 2%. So if you're looking for silver to comfortably double in, let's say, five years, and your cost of doing business over a five-year period is less than 10%, give or take, then it becomes very easy to rationalize what you're doing when you're paying out you know, for example, in our depository, the minimum 
or the maximum cost is 1.3% for storage and insurance, you've got to start saying, okay, well, that's a very low cost at the end of the day because a lot of mutual funds, they are charging over 2% to manage. You don't you don't need a massive move up in, in, in gold or silver to rationalize the costs involved here. They're very limited to get full insurance, um, full security, and the ability to buy and sell on a phone call. If you had if you had ten thousand ounces of silver and you've made hundreds of thousands of dollars in this market because silver's moved up, uh, you know, ten twenty dollars, you really do want to be able to pick up the phone and sell automatically rather than having to go to wherever safe you've decided to put it in or bank that may or may not be open at the time that the market's moving. And if you followed this market, if you've been doing the research, you know that this market can move very, very quickly. Um, We've seen 15% moves in a very short amount of time. That can be a lot of money at the end of the day. So um, it's better to to think long term in terms of and consider the costs and be okay with them as well. We consider them very small. I think anyone would consider them very small. And we're more than happy to, to walk every client through that. Um, storage isn't for everybody. Uh, if, you know, we, we recommend that if you're storing over five, six, seven hundred ounces of silver, it's maybe something you want to consider because insurance companies won't insure past, I think, I believe it's three, four thousand dollars worth of bullion in your home. So um, these are things that we, you can get our, our depository uh, info kit uh, and it'll fully explain those so that you can weigh those options for yourself. You made a really interesting point. You know, if you bought 5,000 ounces of silver and, you know, the storage and insurance is 1.3% a year. That's a total of 6.5%. Now, do you think silver that's trading at $16.50 today is going to hit $33 in the next five years? That will double your money, and you're going to pay a total of 6.5% in storage and insurance on that product. We've seen, you know, silver go from... uh, from 2002, from $3.80 to 2011, a high of $49. It's, yes, it's dropped down to as low as $14, but I believe over the next five years you're going to see an unbelievable increase in silver. So look at the depository, look at maybe buying 1,000, 2,000 ounces, putting it aside, putting in a safe, secure, segregated, allocated depository, you're paying 1.3% a year. That's one-tenth of 1% a month storage and insurance. You pay a lot more of that on your home and your car and your life insurance. It's very, very inexpensive, and this is a great time to buy silver and gold. Look at the long, look at the future, look ahead, look at your retirement, look at your kids' education. This is one of the foundations that you need in your portfolio. one eight seven seven eight silver on the real money show.com. Let's bounce over uh, quickly, Darren, to another precious metal you guys are familiar with. That is palladium and the relationship to the record auto sales. Well, this is an important point. We want to get to it quickly. Two things we want to point out here. There is uh, some record-breaking auto sales happening right now. Of course, with lower oil prices, you've got people that are deciding to go out and turn over, buy new vehicles. The reports for this past month were pretty good. There was some Black Friday buzz with the automakers. They hit an annualized sales rate in the U.S. of 17.2 million vehicles for the month, which is the best pace for November since 2003. And in Canada, truck sales uh, were also driving the automotive market up 3.6% on the month. So if you look at roughly about uh, 50% of the world's palladium supply, it's used in catalytic converters, which are in those vehicles. 
those figures certainly bode well for the metal long term. So we want to pay attention to that because this is one of the beautiful metals that we like to own as well. More speculative. It's a smaller market. It's a little harder to forecast, but definitely something you want to consider. And we sell palladium also. In addition to that, the platinum uh, market, which is the parent metal of palladium, has an expected shortfall this year of around 885,000 ounces, which is nothing new, but it, again, bodes very well for a bullish setup coming into January. Expect both palladium and platinum prices to go higher. Let's take a quick break, guys. In fact, Darren's going to go put on a pot of liquid gold as we take a short break. The number to start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver Very make good sure- plug there, You John. like that? Yeah, yeah perfect. Do you think it's going to happen, Darren? No, you're not moving out of your seat. I get it. I'm on my own. Realmoneyshow.com to start investing. Make sure you pick up the investor kit and the precious metal advisor. Back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. Paul, Jeremy, let's talk. Well, you too, Darren. Sorry. Let's talk diamonds. I love the diamonds. Thanks, John. <laughs> we're, we're, um, it, it's, it's great. People are starting to really want that um, individuality when it comes to colored diamonds and realizing as well that for essentially the same price retail for a lower quality white diamond, Sorry to, to the jewelers out there, but mm-hmm. they can buy an investment-grade color, natural fancy color diamond from Guildhall and create their own uh, their their own design. And uh, on that note, I'd like to uh, just congratulate John and Janine. They had they had a a, a, a beautiful ring made um, completed last week, just in time for Christmas holiday parties, and they were really happy with it. And of course, we took them through the whole process. They chose the diamond. They created a composite of designs that they were looking for, and we we brought them to our designer, made, who made some suggestions and and was able to complete the piece ahead of their their schedule. So, um, and again, the whole thing was was very reasonable price, given the fact that they ended up with something that continues to move up in value. We just got some appraisals back on some natural fancy yellow diamonds that were up comfortably 12% all across the board. So if you're looking for a one carat fancy yellow, so that's the lightest uh, color we would we would choose, um, minimum carat weight being one carat, uh, has to be perfect clarity, internally flawless. Everything else has to be uh, well well made in that diamond. And those type of diamonds are seeing increase of about 12% a year um, for those. And you can get into one of those for about $10,000. Well, the interesting thing is I had a client come in to see me that uh, actually was buying and selling some gold sets of uh, uh, coins to us, but also had a five-carat white diamond, a D quality, and it was an SI1. Now, that diamond uh, he purchased quite some time ago uh, in a in a ring setting. Um, I showed him the current price, what the wholesale price for that white diamond was. In actual fact, I looked at one of our brochures um, that we use from six months ago. And in actual fact, from six months ago till today, the white diamond had dropped about 10% in value, not increased in value. The diamond had not increased probably in 20 years at the cost of purchase. And that's a D. That's a D, five carat, which oh. is... You know, SI one. Yeah. You're still looking about wholesale at about a, you know thirty five thousand a carat wholesale, but it not increased in value uh, for that diamond. Whereas if you know you would have spent one hundred and thirty five, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars ten years ago on a yellow diamond, that diamond would easily be worth in the four hundred, four hundred and fifty thousand dollar range. So you can see, you know, rarity 
you know, puts the price up, makes it um, something that everybody wants and de- wants to desire and own. Uh, Jeremy said, you know, we can get into the market for a one-carat fancy, internally flawless, beautiful make. Make means it has great cut, uh, very good cut, very good symmetry. These are the things that we look at. Evenly saturated in color where the diamond just sparkles, it scintillates, fire comes from the diamond, all different colors. That's the type of diamond that we purchase at Guild Hall. For the month of December, you know, we're offering... You know, to all our clients that purchase a diamond, we're going to do every price tax in. So if you're looking at a diamond, and we've had a couple of calls, you know, this week because we spoke about it last week. Uh, We've sold a couple of diamonds already this week where people purchase diamonds and they saved 13% on the price. If you're looking at a diamond, you know, for $50,000, you're saving an additional $6,500. Not only are you saving the $6,500, you're getting an incredible price to start off with from Guild Hall. So... If you go to our collection, go to Guildhall Diamonds, you will see an unbelievable collection of yellows, starting at a carrot up to a couple of carrots that we show on the website, whether they're fancy, intense or vivid, internally flawless. If you go to our Argyle Pinks, and we've sold out virtually every Argyle Pink that we have. They're almost impossible to get in the VS. I think we've got four or five Argyles left. I've got a couple coming in, and that will be it for this year. We have no more product coming in this year. Uh, I saw, you know, this week about a hundred diamonds, and I purchased two yellows out of a hundred. So there was ninety-eight that I refused. So it can tell you the type of quality that we look for. It's very, very important when you buy a diamond that you're dealing with a company that's going to be around, knows what they're doing. We have a GIA diamond graduate on our company. In actual fact, I'm very proud because it's my daughter. Every diamond we sell comes with a GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America. That is the certification of the diamond. It tells you every single thing about the diamond, from the color, from the size, the table, you know, the cut, the symmetry, everything that you need to know. We're a member of NCDIA, which is the National Color Diamond Association of America. Now, it's a very, very limited club. Uh, There is in Canada, just two companies, there's us and somebody else that belong to it. They are very, very careful who they bring into the association because they want people to promote and sell the best of the best colored diamonds. And that's what we do at Guild Hall. one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com. You can also, uh, Jeremy, go to guildhalldiamonds.com. Say I've got one of these uh, fantastic diamonds, five, ten years elapses. I'll marry like, you. We'll talk about that after the show. Okay. Oh, I'm not cheap. Uh, what happens if I want to uh, say... Maybe move up or even sell the diamond. What do I do with it? Yeah, we do both. Um, client, we we often have clients who start off with a fancy or intense and want to move up a grade because they realize that by putting in a little bit more of an investment money that they can move up to a more rare diamond. And the rarer the diamonds, the harder they are to find, the more in demand they are, and so the the stronger the investment is. And you tend to see larger. Uh, valuations for those type of diamonds. So we often see clients looking to move up and we're more than happy to help there. If a client has held a diamond for a a good amount of time, um, we certainly are more than happy to help them resell their diamond at at the right timing for them. 
It's very easy process. We just get the diamond reappraised um, and we set a price for what their what their minimum is. And they might want to sell it under market value because they've made their money and they're happy to, to try to quicken the sale that way. And uh, we're more than happy to help them with that. And one of the reasons why we do that is because we want to only sell diamonds that we know the source of them that they were very difficult to procure in the first place. Um, we've seen a couple diamonds recently that we've helped sell for clients, and it was it was wonderful to see them again. They're such beautiful diamonds to to have them back, and um, we don't sell other people's diamonds. So if you bought it somewhere else, we we can't help you. We only want to sell diamonds that that again we've sourced. We know where they mm-hmm. came from. They came from legitimate ethical sources, and. Uh, there's money to be had in them, and we're more than happy to help clients resell. Especially as well on the Argyle Pinks. Uh, they've just gone up just crazy. I mean, uh, virtually they've doubled and tripled over the last five, six, seven years. Um, we only sell VS quality. Now, VS quality means there's a very slight inclusion. Uh, most of the diamonds that come from the Argyle Mine, and the Argyle Mine produces 90% of the world's pinks, which is only one-tenth of their production, one-tenth of one percent of their actual production. Um, the other ten percent of colored diamonds come from, you know, whether it comes from India um, or South Africa, you know, a very, very small amount. And there's nothing wrong with a pink diamond that comes from Brazil or comes from India. Um, they're just different colors. The diamonds that come from the Argyle mine are just beautiful, beautiful colors, but we only sell VS. And the reason that we sell VS, not the SI1 and not SI2 or I1s, is because we're looking for the best investment for our clients. And the Argyles will give you an unbelievable return on investment. If you're looking to retire, if you're looking to put your kids through school, you know, perfect gift to put away for if your kids are three, four years old and you know they're going to go to university, buy a diamond, a, you know, a pink diamond that you spend $50,000, you know, in 10 years or 15 years could easily be worth $150,000, $250,000. The Argyle mine is tending to close around about 2018 to 2020. And when that mine closes, it's like a famous artist dying. There is no more product. It's gone, and it's going to be extremely hard to find this product. So whoever's got an Argyle Pink, you know, you're going to make a fortune on just being able to resell this product. Darren, tell me more about the returns on colored diamonds. Well, it depends on the color of the diamond, John, obviously, but when you're looking at yellows, a good consistent guide for yellows would be in the neighborhood of 8 to 15%. That's a rough range, and that's a per-year gain on the diamond. And again, it depends on what you're buying and selling. If you're starting with something that's a little more entry-level down, the fancy uh, yellow type of diamond, and it's an internally flawless, it'll be closer to the 8% versus when you're buying uh, a vivid uh, yellow diamond in the carat range, closer to 12 to 15%. If you move up from there one step, you're looking at pinks, and all of our pinks are VS quality or better. And, of course, again, then it depends on whether they're fancy, intense, or vivid. And when you get something that's a pink diamond, it really does range a lot. But you can expect somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 40%, depending on the quality wow. of the diamond uh, that you purchase. And then you go up from there. Again, the next step might be to an orange or some of the more rare colors that we uh, get every now and then, greens. Uh, blues, and then, of course, the ultimate, if your budget allows for it, is a red diamond. If you can get a red diamond, there are some red diamonds and blues, for that matter, which can appreciate as much as 
percent to a hundred percent per year, and that is something that is extremely rare. If you own a red diamond, you hold something that less than a hundred people in the world currently own. And colored diamonds are very new to a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of myths out there, a lot of misconceptions, and if you're liking what you're hearing so far, you like the idea of the returns, you like the idea that, whoa, you mean I can actually resell a diamond? A lot of people have experience where they've purchased jewelry or purchased diamonds and realize they don't really know how to go about and sell it. We have investor kits that give you all of the information to learn about natural fancy colored diamonds and uh, become a connoisseur as well. And we find that people who make that first purchase will often buy multiple diamonds because it's such an extraordinary market to be a part of. Begins a little diamond family within their own, right? Good place to start. One eight seven seven eight silver. Make sure you get the precious metal advisor if you're thinking of precious metals. Along with your diamond, realmoneyshow.com. You can also bounce over to guildhalldiamonds.com as well. And back, more of The Real Money Show. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver Really simple, therealmoneyshow.com or guildhalldiamonds.com. Question for you, see if you can answer this one for me, Jeremy. Say all of a sudden tomorrow everybody wakes up and it's like Black Friday on diamonds. Everybody all of a sudden wants a colored diamond. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? We would sell out very quickly. <laughs> um, we'd have a really tough time bringing in new inventory. Uh, we're, we, For example, right now, every year our buying power gets stronger Every year we have more connections, and every year it continues to get increasingly difficult to procure diamonds. Intense yellows are really difficult to find. Vivid yellows are really difficult to find, and the pink diamonds are really difficult to find, especially pink diamonds, say, between twenty-five dollars and $30,000 value. Those disappear very quickly. We often have a lot of those diamonds never even make it to the website. So... Um, it would be a, a, a fun yet scary thought if, if um, you know, 5% of the population decided that they really wanted to get into colored diamonds. There the thing is, is that product to go around a 5%. The thing is, is that there's a lot of people buying inferior quality colored diamonds and being sold based on the fact that it's just a color, right? right? It's like saying, well, this is a this is a, a, a three-carat white diamond. You should be excited about that. No, there's a lot more characteristics about it. If I bought a house, I still want to know it's in, a, it's in the right location and it's in the right location and it's in the right location and, and <laughs> that right. I want to get it inspected. Um, people should have um, a, a, a good amount of knowledge um, that's easy to acquire and that's why we have investor kits for people to learn what to look for. We have a 10-step guide. So even if you decide you that you really want to go with, you know, quote unquote, your your diamond guy, hey, at least follow these these simple 10 steps, these rules to, to purchasing diamonds. It's been it, it, the, the last decade in diamonds have been amazing. We don't see this letting up at all. Um, the rich have been getting into these markets buying tens of millions of dollars, spending tens of millions of dollars on single diamonds at auction, mm. breaking records all over the place. And we say it time and time again on the show, they're not doing it just because it's fun. They're doing it because they know that that is a place to store wealth. When we go to diamond dealers that want to, that are looking to sell uh, really, how do I say this? The, the, the crown and the, the, the jewel crown, right? The jewel in the crown. Uh, the, that that one piece, they know if they sell it, 
that they're going to feel naked, that what do they do now with the money? They're going to have to try to replace that diamond, and, and we have a tough time replacing diamonds. So the, the more rare, it gets even harder. So it's a very exciting market, and I, I really encourage people to get the investor kit, learn about the market, because there's so many um, myths about it and, and so many misconceptions about this market, and it takes very little to become uh, a, a, a decent expert to, to know what to look for. It's true, too. The statistics will tell us the same thing. There was an article posted recently uh, that had a quote in it from a gentleman named Eric Valdieu. Of, uh, he's the former vice president of Christie's. And in that, he was stating that the market is, and I'm paraphrasing, in the top bracket for colored diamonds is tipping. And he's saying essentially that two out of three people are in these auctions buying for investment purposes, whereas before it might have only been one out of every five people, maybe one out of every 10 people buying for investment. Now it's two out of three people. So it's an amazing statistic because it tells us that the majority of people are looking to color diamonds now as a source of return on investment. And that means at some point down the road, they will have to sell it. So when it comes to the overall package, you do not want to get into this market unless the exit strategy and the entrance strategy have been covered thoroughly. It's one thing, like Jeremy said, to go and buy some type of diamond and try to think that you're getting a color diamond, which is rare, but it's another thing to understand the complexities of the market. Make sure you're getting that absolute uh, pristine diamond that's been sought after by experts who have a way to sell it. And that makes for an exciting investment for new investors, old investors alike, people looking for security who want to sleep soundly at night. People who have money parked in the bank who are just sitting there wondering, what the heck do I do next? Come see a colored diamond. You'll be amazed at what you're going to find out and what type of return on investment is offered by these types of assets. You know, there's so many investments out there where people are happy to park their money for five, ten years and not have to think about it. And colored diamonds are no different. If you buy a diamond four years in, you're going to see, really see how much money potentially you can make. You'll already see the gains Five years, you'll see really good gains, and it's going to make it very tough to let go, knowing that if you hold that diamond for an additional five years, what type of returns you can look for. This is why it makes such a such good sense if you're doing it for a children's education. You know that you're looking at a, a 15-year investment, mm-hmm. or if you're looking at your retirement. If you're 50 years old, you're looking to retire at 65, or if you're 40 and you're looking to, to retire in your late 50s definitely you should be looking at colored diamonds when we when we see these diamonds it, it's it's constantly this feeling without without the drop it's that constant feeling of being on a on a, a roller coaster ride on that climb up it's just it's it's going up and up and up and we don't see a drop in this because they're so rare people might get lucky if they've bought in, if they've bought diamonds of inferior quality that there will come a time that those diamonds uh, have moved up in value as well but you don't want to wait that 20 years for that to happen you know we see for example uh, very slight and slightly imperfect yellow diamonds moving up as much as seven eight percent a year that that's 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 better than a gic yes. and that's not even our top top quality type of diamond that we would be looking at so we just think that if you're looking for gains that you don't have to watch every day. Um, you know, if you like fiddling with, with your investments and this isn't the one for you, but if you want to just buy something, sit on it, you know, maybe bring it out at cocktail parties 
and not think about it and make over 10% a year, then you should definitely be looking into this. Or if you buy a diamond and you want to get the value as well as wear it, we can make it into a beautiful piece, whether you have a ring, a pendant, earrings, we can make some incredible, incredible pieces for you. The, the thing that I look at is that these diamonds are extremely hard to find, to locate, because we have certain criteria that we meet. The color has to be evenly saturated, so the color is the most important thing. The size of the diamond, the carat weight, is really, really important. The cut of the diamond is important, whether it's uh, cushion cut, radiant cut, pear cut, um, those emerald cut, those are the cuts that really bring out the fire and the scintillation in the diamond. And the final thing that we look at is the clarity. In yellows, we try to buy internally flawless, but I will buy a VS quality diamond uh, in a vivid if the color is right, because the color is everything when I'm buying a diamond. The other thing is that they are extremely hard to find. They are rare. They are going up in price. We will never run out of inventory. And the reason I say that is because we've sold the highest quality diamonds to our clients. I can go back to my clients or I know in five or ten years time when a client wants to sell that diamond, I'm going to be happy to take that diamond back, put it on my website and sell it for the client and promote that diamond and get a great, great return. So this is a great time to buy it for the month of December. We are, every diamond we sell will be inclusive of the HST. So you're going to save 13% right from the get-go. Also, if you're going to look at a hard asset, which you must look at, you must have some in your portfolio, is gold and silver. If you go to our website, guildhallwealth.com, in the right-hand corner, you will see an e-commerce site. Click on that site. You can buy gold, silver, whether you want to buy one-ounce bars of silver or maple leaves, 10-ounce bars of royal mint bars, 100-ounce bars, the same with gold, one-ounce bars, maple leaf, gold maple leaves, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars. They're available for you with a click of a mouse. It's a great time to get into this market. It's a great gift. If you buy a 100-ounce bar of silver today, we are giving you as well a silver maple leaf. I'm sounding like I'm giving everything away this week. Hmm. But it's the end of the season. We're happy to do this. Buy a 100-ounce, you'll get a 1-ounce maple leaf. Buy a diamond, and you are going to save the tax this month only. One eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show dot com. Make sure you drop by guildhalldiamonds.com. You know, it's funny you mentioned that earlier, Jeremy, that the uh, you know, learning about it and if you've ever tried to sit through a seminar on stocks and mutual funds, it's boring. But like this guide, it's like a colorful guide. It's actually fun education, right? It's also, yeah. a, a, you know, a handheld asset right here is the guide. You can flip through it and learn <laughs> everything you need to know. And I'm pretty stupid. I understand everything inside here. You know what I mean? You, you know, when we, even the guide is great. Um, we find that when we sit down and show potential clients the criteria that we have for a color diamond and they realize that this criteria is twice as as good as what most people are buying on their white diamonds, they're, they, they perk up. They realize, oh, okay, wait a minute here. Now I'm starting to see how this is working because not only are colored diamonds extremely rare, but your criteria is so high, this is why it's an investment grade. Then it's just a question of, well, you know, look, th this isn't a market like the stock market that's showing a, a, a report on what the gains have been like. But you can see those gains. We can tell you what, what the market value of these diamonds, what they sold for over the last 10 years. You know, we've seen vivid yellows that you could have bought 
10 years ago that you would have paid probably ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for that are selling for forty, forty-five thousand. dollars $45,000. So the gains have been unbelievable, but these gains have been marked as well by a, an increase in demand, and that demand isn't coming just from North America. It's coming wildly out of out of the East. So we are competing with, with Asia just as we're talking about in metals. They're buying a lot more gold and silver than, than is being sold through the, the U.S. and Canadian mint. It's the same thing in natural fancy colored diamonds. So again, we encourage everyone to, to get the get the reports, get the get the guides, learn about it, and uh, w- we we strongly feel, in our opinion, that you're going to be very happy with this type of investment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the real money Make sure while you're there, you get the investor kit, get the uh, diamond investor kit, learn how to invest in that, and the precious metal advisor as well. This has been the Real Money Show.